Welcome to Fueling Kentucky, the podcast for the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. I'm your host, Brian Clark. And in the studio with me today, we have Jonathan Stong, who's the Global Accounts Manager for OPW Retail Fueling. Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, thanks so much, Brian. Looking forward to our talk, my friend. Always glad to visit with you, Jonathan, and it's great to have you with us. Jonathan is going to be one of the featured speakers at our upcoming Tank and Technical Conference here in Kentucky. That's October 30th. Here in Lexington, Kentucky, you can register online at www.kpma.org. But this is our 10th anniversary for this event, and Jonathan is going to be kicking us off with the very first session of the day. His presentation is titled Evolution of Underground Fuel Transfer Piping and Secondary Containment. And that's a mouthful. That's a big topic, Jonathan. (laughs) Tell us a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> it does sound exciting, but it, no, it's it's great. Honestly, I've seen your slides. It's honestly one of the best presentations I've seen on this subject. It's it's really going to be engaging, and it's really cool. You've got some great graphics in there, like animation and stuff on how this all yep. works. Tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what you're planning to cover. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, well, you know, my background, I came into this industry about 27 years ago and held various uh, positions throughout companies in the industry, mostly focusing on the underground containment and fuel delivery piping systems. And through the years, I've had the ability to just really study the industry and figure out why do we do things? Does that make sense? How can we change it to make things better without causing more problems? So, I mean, we've had a lot of uh, experience with our company uh, and with people that I've worked with. So it's just about really making our industry better as a whole. No, I think that's very well said. And I think looking backward to look forward is a great way to give that context, which yep. I think is kind of one of your focuses of this particular presentation, because you also talk not only about where we've come from, but you're also going to highlight some recent advancements, right, with underground storage and transfer. What what are some of those advancements that you see as really pivotal? Well, you know, I think it's important to understand why there's this progression, and it's because, uh, you know, we see a need or a hole or a gap within an industry particular, right? And regulators come up with uh, ways to make things better. So through the years, we've had to design more sustainable and more uh, aggressively potent secondary containment systems that exceed people's expectations, right? Mm -hmm. So as, as the industry continues to look for other ways to diversify with energy, we still have to manage the infrastructure that's here. And this infrastructure of wet stock and fuel management is gonna be here for a long time. Longer than you and I will probably be on this earth, my friend, truthfully. <laughs> so so that sure. the regulations continue to get more stringent, so do the expectations of the marketer. So people are looking for more sustainable systems. And that's what the company I work for is OPW. That's what we strive to do day in and day out is make better products and systems versus components. So you're going to see more uh, integrated, full encompassing systems that are really going to give people what they're looking for long term from their fuel delivery. And just kind of off the top of your head, what are some of those from your vantage point, like the really best in class? I mean, we're talking double wall, uh, interstitial. You know, we, we've had, we've done double wall tanks for years. We've done double wall pipes for years. You know, OPW has also done double wall couplings. That's something specific to OPW as it relates to uh, flexible piping systems. But I think what you're going to see is what we've already embarked upon is looking outside the box of manufacturing capabilities of how we design these systems, how we produce these systems, and really what materials they're made of. Um, You know, secondary containment systems like tank sumps, dispenser sumps, inline transition sumps, things of that nature have historically been either polyethylene or fiberglass. And there's only so many ways to produce those products. 
but we're incorporating different means of technology for operations to produce more robust, even FRP systems quicker at a better price so people can afford to buy the best in class. So we're redesigning how we produce products. So shameless plug moment, OPW's website, opwglobal.com. Thank you. Uh, And where you can go get more information about their products and services that they offer. But, you know, as, as you said, this has really been an evolutionary process, you know, that these tanks and the piping systems, et cetera, have improved over time, not just to help improve the industry and regulatory efforts, but all of that is ultimately to safeguard the environment. 100%. That's why we wake up every day, Brian, to be honest with you. We are dedicated to this industry. OPW doesn't do uh, other industries. We're only in the fueling and fueling safely industry. So this is our main focus day in and day out. So I think we've got something like 2,300 roughly fueling stations here in Kentucky. Got somewhere close to 10,000 tanks in the ground. I mean, as you said, these are going to be with us for some time to come for the foreseeable future. And it's the importance of maintaining the integrity of those systems and staying in compliance. What do you see on the horizon for USTs and fuel storage? That's a good question. I just see more efficient ways to give people those robust containment systems. You know, uh, today, if you're buying a UST, it's typically steel or it's fiberglass. I don't think that those materials will change. I just think potentially the processing methods to produce those products may change to become more efficient, to become more um, streamlined, uh, and to become more consistent in the manufacturing process. So I just see regulations changing and becoming more stringent as it relates to what you can and cannot do with these facilities, how you have to maintain these facilities, and the length of time that you're going to be operating these facilities. As manufacturers catch up, with the expectations of the EPA and the marketers, I think it becomes a perfect mashup of, hey, guys, we are pumping and storing a volatile organic compound here at this facility. How can we make it work safe for the environment and for the consumer? And individual companies like OPW, I've been doing that for many years. Actually, I think this is our 128th year. So we've been doing that uh, for a long time. No, congratulations on that anniversary. That's a big one. Thank you. I appreciate that. Your presentation is like stock and trade with what we do at this conference. I mean, this is the important focus of bringing all of the folks together in our industry, the regulated parties and the regulators. We're also blessed to have a a great speaker coming from EPA, the director of the Office of Underground Storage Tanks. That's Mark Barolo. He's going to keynote our conference. So kind of bookending the morning with your presentation and, and Mark at at lunch, he's going to talk a little bit about where we are today and where we're going. You know, what can they expect during your session uh, as takeaways? Takeaways that the industry has has come from a place where we were delving into an industry to fuel the world safely. And over the last 50 years, there's been this incredible progression through unlearning, kind of to take what you said in the beginning, where we've actually seen the mistakes we've made in the past We've adjusted them not only from material specs, but from operational excellence, but also from how retailers are managing their stations. I mean, people years ago were putting in double wall pipe and double wall tanks. They would install them per the manufacturer's installations and then walk away, never, ever reconciling to make sure the integrity of the secondary was in place, that the sumps were good, the secondary piping was in place. But Mark's team at the Office of Underground Storage Tanks put in play a handful of years ago, regulations that would mandate individuals going and inspecting these facilities to make sure that they are in compliance. 
you know, you're spending all this money to outfit your station to protect your assets. And in doing so, you need to make sure that you have that checks and balances and the products are working not only at day one, but year 10, year 15 to the life of the station. So what can marketers expect to see? What can people expect to see? A good reasoning and a good story behind why we are doing what we're doing today and ultimately what we plan on doing for future generations. Fantastic. I think the importance of the walkthrough inspections, both annual and monthly, it's very critical. And that's one of the things we try to do, not only with our conference, but you know, I shared with you earlier, each year we do the tech awards, the Tank Excellence and Compliance Awards. And we recognize, as determined by our Kentucky Underground Storage Tank branch, the best in class that year of those that went above and beyond just what was required of them to be in compliance. And sure. it's it's great to see the focus and the effort by so many folks in our industry to do exactly what you're just describing. And it's great to be able to celebrate them at this conference as well. Absolutely. And it's a great forum. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And the fact that it's the 10th anniversary, uh, that's something special. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to be there. I'm looking forward to learning uh, from other speakers, also from just being on the floor and talking with other individuals. You know, it's similar to uh, our uh, national trade shows or international trade shows where we say there are Super Bowl. You know, this is a big deal. Let's get together. Let's figure out what we're all doing. Are we doing the right things? And what can we do as an industry to make this better? And mm -hmm. I think that that's what attendees are going to get out of this conference and hopefully out of all the presentations, not just mine. Well, we appreciate your participation very much. And I mean, that's very well said. I was going to say, what are you looking forward to most? I mean, that's it. It's that chance to have that dialogue. And I think that's one of the things that makes our tank conference really productive and something that folks look forward to every year. Not the least of the fact is that it also, you you qualify to uh, meet your AB operator renewal requirement by attending this conference. So that's another important reason we encourage folks to attend. But that in and of itself is critically important as well, to stay trained and to maintain uh, certifications and your renewals because there's so many things that are always changing from year to year. And there's always ways that we can improve and do better. That's one of the constant processes of improvement we we all strive for in the industry for all the right reasons. Like you said, uh, safeguarding the environment and ensuring the long longevity of both our industry and where we do business every day. We live in these communities and we care about and want to protect by maintaining our systems in the best way we possibly can. That's well put, my friend. You you said it right on the head. <laughs> Well, in terms of uh, the upcoming conference, October 30th, we look forward to having you here with us in Lexington. Any parting thoughts that you would encourage folks to uh, to take a look at maybe in advance of coming to hear you speak or any, any resources you recommend? You know, a Lust for USTs is a, I don't want to say periodical, but it's a note written by the uh, Office of Underground Storage Tank. And it really is one of the best pieces of literature I think this industry can share with us. It's like a cliff note version for what am I supposed to be doing at my stations? Um, so lust for USTs, I would re I'd really say, take a look at that. You know, there's some other podcasts and some other chat boards, if you will, through other social media peripheries, you know, just Google some of those. Uh, but at the end of the day, come with an open mind, come with the ability to shake a hand and make a difference and bring what you have to the table, because collectively, we're going to make this better. Well, we look forward to seeing you here with us, Jonathan. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it so much. Uh, you're making the trip to Lexington. <laughs> I'm looking uh, forward. <laughs> it's going to be a it's going to be a great conference, and we appreciate you kicking it off for us with your first session. Absolutely, I'll make sure I keep everybody awake, my friend.
All right. Well, Jonathan Stong with uh, OPW Retail Fueling. Visit their website, www.opwglobal.com. We'll see you there on October 30th. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. You've been listening to Fuel in Kentucky, the podcast of Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. Visit us online at www.kpma.org.